nice and decent crew Follow me now, listen Say hi, take yes, you're rolling hip-hop Say J-roll, just you're rolling hip-hop Redefinition, say you're rolling hip-hop Say black soul, come to rock it down From the first to the last of it Delivery is passionate What's going on, Fulio Podcast? This is your host, Raphael A.K.A. Donkeytron on Xbox Live if you're trying to find me playing video games, I'll be playing Morrowind and a little bit of WWE. I use Donkeytron a lot and I never really explain it. So if it's confusing for people, that's why I use it. It's on Xbox One and I'm trying to get it out there more for people to follow me if they want to. Everybody's got that old school gamer tag. I won't say what mine is. Yeah, that's sh- terrible too. <laughs> Shout outs to the rewrites. Uh, I got my guest here, Frankie. What's, What's going up, on, Frankie? Um, We're here to do a quick little breakdown, talk about what's going to... What's going down in UFC this upcoming week? We got uh, UFC ramping up with a bunch of events. This month, actually. Yeah, this month. We have Fight Week. Like, they have their, what they call their Fight Week at the 4th of July. I think last year. International it? Fight Week? Yeah, International or- Fight Week. Was it last year or two years ago where Connor fought uh, Mendez? Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago where he knocked him out. That was International Fight Week. So they always ramp up around this time. And they they try to put on uh, some good fights, some entertaining fights. Um, I'm probably not going to do a fight companion for the Justin Gaethje versus Joshua. No, Johnson, sorry. Michael Johnson. Just because uh, I'm going to watch it. I might do like uh, live tweets, live uh, live Facebook breakdowns of it. But The Ultimate Fighter? Yeah. I might not. I'm, I don't think I'm gonna podcast on it. Like record audio, maybe just release stuff on so, Facebook. So for those who aren't completely aware with the format, is it just one? Like what? Does because this is a welterweight fight, right? So do they pick a fight for like every class, or how does how does it work? What are you talking about? The, the Ultimate Fighter finale thing. I have no idea. How do they pick like what the main fight is? I guess is. Oh, they have they they have like a card. And okay. the, 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 they build the card around it from, like, the winners and losers off the show. Okay. And then they have some people that are recognizable. Uh, Michael Johnson and Justin Gaethje are the main event. And then the one before that is the winner. Or the winners to see who the winner winner is going to be. Oh, okay. That's, that's going to be live. And then before that, you might have another. Well, we can look, look at the card right now. They have the card. Yeah. They have the card up. That's Friday, right? Friday? Yeah, yeah. that's going to be Friday before 2.13. We're going to get into 2.13, but good thing you brought this up. We could just talk about this real quick, touch on it, and then move on to... Is this the one with Cody Garbrandt and he's one of the coaches? Um, This was the comeback. I didn't watch this season, but you might be right. The redemption one? Yeah, the redemption season. So it's... uh, Let's see. They have... um. Michael Johnson versus Justin Gaethje for the main event. Lightweight. And, see, and then they had Juliana Lima versus just, uh, Tisha Torres for the co-main event. And then Jared Cannonier versus Steve uh, Bossy or Bossy. It was removed. That one was removed? Uh, Bossy was anyway. Oh, okay. And now it's Nick Rorick. I didn't know about that. It's a newcomer, Nick cool. Rorick. Cool. Frankie with the news. And then uh, Elias Theodoro versus Brad Tavares. I think they throw it in there right right, at, right after the Lima versus Torres fight. I think they throw in the... Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, there's prelim cards. There's two Limas on this card. Oh, and Gray Maynard is fighting? 
Yeah, I think Gray Maynard's down there on the prelims. Crazy. What a way to start it off. Damn, we have C.B. Dalloway versus Ed Herman. That's a good one that's on the... That's like the second fight from there. Yeah, and then you have Gray Maynard versus Ishihara. That one's going to be a good fight, actually. Um, Maynard's been taking a lot of damage. In this. Yeah, but that, that's how they do it. They put on a, a regular card, and then they'll throw in... Um, oh, all right. the Like the, the finale, right? The, the winners? Yeah, they'll throw in the winners in there. Yeah, because, see, it's only one, two... They only have ten fights scheduled, so they'll probably add another two. <laughs> this is the 25th edition of the ultimate fighter damn the 25th year they're doing it yeah that's crazy man it's crazy so yeah um justin gaethje's a undefeated prospect i think they got from bellatar or world sorry world series of fighting i think he was acquired from world series of fighting yep wsof yeah so he's uh he's a young prospect i think he's good at wrestling i think he likes to brawl from what i've heard i'll go back i'll, I'll i'm gonna watch this fight i'll probably check out a couple of his fights before before watching that one, but um, Michael Johnson's no no slump. No pushover. Yeah, he's no pushover, so we'll see what this guy's got. And Because uh, Johnson, I think, last beat Poirier. I think that was Poirier's last defeat. And uh, it's not going to be an easy task for... Before the last defeat, no? <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Pretty much this is going to be his measuring stick. We'll see how, how good Gaethje is coming out of the World Series of Fighting. We'll see where he goes from here after this one. We'll see how good he does in a loss or how good he does in a win. We'll see. And uh, I don't really want to talk about too much about the other ones, about the other fights. All relatively low-key, but... Yeah, they're they're good fights, but... uh, Some pretty good ones on there. Yeah. Maybe if we have time at the end of the the episode, we can bring them up. Gaethje. That's just fun to say, too. Yeah. So so we're doing a breakdown for US four. That's for stop looking at my gut for shout out to the trailer park boys. <laughs> Phil Collins. Some Mustard gre- Tiger. Yeah, greasy cheeseburgers. Uh yeah, UFC two thirteen. I'm doing a, a fight club for it. My fight companion, live reaction, scorecards, all that good stuff. Um you'll be here. I will. Yep. This Saturday, July eighth. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good card. Even with the the loss of uh, Robbie Lawler and Cerrone, yeah, that sucks. And even then, this like this fight was supposed to be much bigger too. Cody Garbrandt was supposed to fight Dillashaw on on this card. Yeah, I thought it was on the next card. Are you mm-hmm. sure? Yeah, it was this one. It was expected on this one, and then on the May twenty third, okay, is when they announced that it wasn't going to happen. And since then, it is the whole. DJ versus Dillashaw thing or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, actually you're right because I, I had been reading that this card is like, oh, another hit, and I'm like, what was the first hit? Even then it's stacked. <laughs> yeah, even then there's still there's still some good fights. So the let's see, where can we start? Should we just I don't know which one we're gonna start on, but uh, we can Travis Brown versus Alexi Olenik. Um Brown is in a tough spot right now. And um I th- I heard he's training with uh Fuck. God damn it. What's his name? Josh Barnett. He's training with Josh Barnett. I heard. And um, hopefully he can get on the win- on the in the winners track again, because uh, he's been taking a lot of losses and a lot of damage. And he looked like a real destructive force before. His yeah. stand up was a lot better than what it is now. His foot movement was a lot better. 
It's been about a year now. Yeah, and now that people are getting through his um his striking, he's been taken down a lot more. He's had some really tough fights too though. Yeah, I like he's to had some tough fights. Way. But I think fights that he could have won, some of them have put him in danger. And then they've uh, he uh he's come back and won, but a lot of, he's put people in danger and then he's got put out himself in a lot of those. Cain Velasquez and then Verdum. And then most recently Derek Lewis. Yeah, against uh, I think what I'm trying to refer to was the Arlovsky one. I don't know if he put Arlovsky in danger, and then Arlovsky came back and knocked him out. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, oh, be a TKO in the first fucking round. Yeah, there's been a lot of that with him. Like it's been a lot of back and forth where they hurt each other really bad, and he winds up on the losing side of it. Yeah, and it's shit that he could have won and stuff that he should have won. And now, hopefully, he gets back on the winning track against... Um, Oleksiy Olinik. Yeah, Alex, Alexi. Alex, Oleksi, Alexi? Alexi? Is it Alexi? Yeah, I think so. It's just spelled a weird way. Or, yeah. Sorry, Alexi not weird. Alexi Olinik. Yeah, so... Another Russian way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who Olinik is. He's 51 and 10, though. 51, 10, and 1. So, he's got 62 fights. He's I've fight. never heard of him. He's fought in Bellator, M1. He's fought in a lot of Russian promotions, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, from what I'm seeing on his record. <laughs> a lot of Russian shit. Dude, it's a lot, yeah. Yeah, so I don't I don't know who he is, and he's going... He's 40. It depends on what, what brown are we going to see. Yeah. I don't know what kind of brown we're going to see. This almost sounds like the fight that they want. Like, this sounds like the fight where he can bounce back. Or they it, set it up that way. Yeah, to me, yeah, it, it, it's his. Come on, dude. We're giving you a chance here. Mm-hmm. We don't want you out of the UFC. Let's see what you got against this guy. Let's see if we can get you back on the wing circle, get your confidence back up. And maybe him being with a different training camp, because I know he was training with Edmund. Did everyone forget about Edmund? Like, everyone found out what a big piece of shit he was, and everyone just forgot about it? Can <laughs> we talk it, about that? I think that bit? fight... That com- movement! That movement! <laughs> that fight completely... So, like, people already were, like, iffy, right? That completely discredited him, right? Because <laughs> it almost looked like... It, they made it seem like she was... That was the thing, right? She was refocused, right? He, he got his fighter back on track, and then she was done. But that also has a lot to do with the way Amanda Nunes approached the fight, but that's for later. She's a quick starter. Yeah, we could talk about her fight style right now a little bit. But, yeah, no. Travis Brown was um, training, I think, at uh, Alliance, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, Dominic Cruz. And his foot movement was really good. His striking was really well because of it. And in the heavyweight division, it was some of the best striking we had seen. Maybe not the most technical, but it was some of the most effective that we had seen. And ever since he went on to... Edmund, it seems like he's abandoned it to some extent, and it sucks. Not that I'm a huge Brown fan, but he's a huge guy that could put on some clinics in the strand in the stand-up department, and we're not seeing that because of his training, because we saw glimpses of it when he was with a good team. All I'm saying is I I like seeing fights. I'll tell you when I'm a fan of somebody. Other than yeah. that, I want to see good fights. I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on the guy. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm not trying to shit on the guy. The heavyweight division could use a shakeup. Yeah, the heavyweight division could use somebody to get in there and give some competition to me or Cheech. 
I want to see him against Overeem again. I think they fought, but I think Travis got put out. Yeah. Or did he? No. Did he put? Did he? He put Overeem out. We might have to see if he gets back up there. We could run run the, these back. Some of his losses that he was that his last fight. No. His I, last loss, I mean, uh, Overeem's. His Overeem. Overeem's last loss was against. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. No, it was against Miocic. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 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 Brown did beat him. <laughs> a knockout front kick. This was a couple years ago now. Yeah, though. in 2013. But still, like I'm telling you, when he was on his run, he he was putting people out. Yeah. And with good striking, like he he was not he's not supposed to do that to Alistair Overeem, knock him out with a front kick. But he was doing it in 2013. He knocked out Gonzaga. He knocked out Overeem. He knocked out Barnett. Yeah, he was on a good streak, and then he went on like on a five and zero win streak in the UFC until he came across uh, Bigfoot. Him. He lost against Bigfoot, and then he beat Brendan Schaub. Oh yeah, he beat Brendan Schaub. Poor, uh, poor Schaub, <laughs> the fighter. I think that that's the fight he might have retired after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to fighter. fighter and the kid. Yep. I listen to that all the time. I love Schaub, even though he. Wasn't signing autographs after the Fighter and the Kid show in Chicago when he came. I love Shab, man, but I, I had my DVD, I had my Shab fight card, and they they just hustled us out of the. I don't think he wanted out of the it theater. Bad enough. I, <laughs> no, I think what happened was I, I when I was buying tickets afterward, I think there was like a VIP thing where you paid more and you got to meet them, which is bullshit. I'm not trying to pay for their signature. <laughs> yeah, what's good? I'm a fan. That. I already paid for their show. I'm there to see them. It's not like it was a lot of people, a ton of people. It was in a. It was in a theater. I don't know if that was the theater rules where they just hustled people out and you only had VIP tickets and yeah. only VIP t- VIP ticket people got to stay because when I saw Segura there, well, I saw Segura two years in a row. And for the first one, we got to meet him. We, he signed their posters. And that was in not a theater. That was like in a bigger venue, I'm guessing. And then we saw him at the same theater that we saw the fighter and the kid previously. And we all got hustled out again very fast. And there were VIP tickets that I tried to buy, but they they sold out quick. Oh, that's probably why. So I think at theaters, they do like a VIP thing where they don't want everyone to stay afterwards. They hustle everyone out since it's a theater and it seats and I don't know. I don't know how it's done at the House of Blues too. Okay. So that's that's what it might be. Because I know Segura, Rogan, Diaz, Ari, all these guys stay afterward, Bert. They all stay afterwards and they meet the, and meet and greet their fans and shit. Like I did the first year, I did it yeah. with Segura, and then these two times I've gone to the Vic Theater, we've been hustled like out. Yeah, it's probably on the Vic or hurried out. They're like, hey, we got people paying lots of money to do it, so uh, screw you guys, <laughs> pay <Yeah>. more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pay more money. Maybe, maybe it's what they wanted to do, but I know this tour for Segura was a theater tour. Mm. At least the one that landed in Chicago, he might do other like different. Different parts of his tour might be different, but like the first set was at least uh, theater tours that I know of, and I didn't get to meet him, which sucked. But I did get to meet him the first time I went to go see him, which was awesome. So he did get really big, though. <laughs> like recently, he's been getting really big. It's what happens when it's the lifestyle catches up. There were a lot of people at that show that wanted to meet him afterward too. So yeah, so Brown, back to Brown real quick. Yeah, we were talking about that he beat Brendan Schaub. After Shab, he who do you go on to beat after Shab? So he beat Gonzaga, Overeem, Barnett, lost to Verdum, 
And then beat Shab, lost Arlovsky. That's where the skids had started. Yeah. And then he beat Mitrione, but he poked him in the eye like oh, a yeah. ton of times. He damaged. And was, yeah, he damaged his eye. Yeah. So. <laughs> Antonio Bigfoot Silva. He he beat Kane. No, he lost to Kane. Sorry, he beat Kane. Are they still doing fights on FX too? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I have FX. They, they do them only on big, big cards. What a time. Like the big big fox, right? Thirty two. Yeah, but it looks like his, his the, after Shab it was the Arlovsky fight. That's when shit went downhill, right? And he beat Mitrion, like you said. Yeah, and it wasn't an impressive win. Controversially. Yeah, and then Kane beat him, oh. and then Verdum beat Ver him. Verdum again, or I think he beat Ver. No, Verdum beat him for the second time. Yeah. And then he lost to Lewis, in his last fight. <laughs> and now he gets the bounce back. Yeah, now he gets he gets uh, ideally, the ideally. Yeah, if we're seeing it right. If we're calling it right, it should be Brown against the... Uh, Last fight on the prelim card. Olenek, yeah. We might start at that one. Depends on how long we want to go for the fight companion. It's up to us how we're feeling. Well, We might start at the Pettis one, which is the next fight. I think we... I mean, just because the other fights are so good, we might have yeah. to skip that. Yeah. I'm still... I mean, regardless, you know mm-hmm. we're going to watch them. Yeah, because like three hours is a long time. And pe- people are listening, though. Shout-outs to all the fans, though. Like, yeah. I, I, I sometimes forget to shout-out the fans. I also I also get it for those who have been like, man, you guys are great, but I couldn't listen to all of it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's three hours of us. Sometimes I'm like, dude, should we really do, like, three hours of the fights? And I'm like, I want to watch the fights and do the companion on on these fights or the fight club on these fights. And it's usually the last five or six. And if it's five, it's two and a half hours. If it's six, it's usually three hours. So yeah, and like this one, I think because usually we can afford to be a little picky, but these are all really good fights. Yeah, I think the there's a heavyweight fight in there that I'm like, what's it? Uh, the Curtis Bladis. Yeah, we can get to that one right now. That one, I don't know if you saw his previous fight, but that was good. But we have Pettis Miller next. Yeah. Speaking of bouncing back, Anthony Dude, Pettis. I'm I'm a big Showtime fan. And he's been on the decline. Yeah, his last four and, or five uh, fights. Yeah. I don't know if it was necessarily the move to 145. I think he should have stayed at 155. I He was facing really good competition. That's what it was. And it was the, I the think weight. he's just like, I need to move 145. And I think he did it too hastily. I think he needed a weight. It was too much. I think he might, he needed to take maybe six months off and then come back to it and see how he felt at 155. Maybe gain a little, bulk up a little bit and work on his cut to 155. Um, but I don't think 145 was the answer. And if it was for him, maybe he got rushed up there too quick to the title. Maybe he needed a couple more fights to settle in at 145. Yeah. But I think 155 is more the division with him because he was stopping guys really. He was. Really well. I think he just needs to work on his takedown defense. He has really good jujitsu and really good striking. I think people found out that if they can get him to the ground, they can keep him there. He is dangerous in a submission game, but if they're dangerous at their counter submission game, yeah. he can't get anything going. He gets flustered, and it's just too much for him on the floor. <laughs> I hope he's working on that. He has uh, Woodley there to work, help him, which is bigger, has yeah. good wrestling. And then he has uh, Ben Askren, one of the weirdest, funkiest wrestlers in 1FC, I believe. And he's at 1FC just because the UFC doesn't want him because all he does is wrestle people. Yeah. So they don't want a boring fighter in their opinion. Yeah. But no one's been able to solve the puzzle of his funky wrestling, and he's just 
holds people down and beats the fuck out of them for three rounds. Oh, man. It wasn't just the fucking weight cut either, man. Oh, no, yeah. His... <laughs> His... He had some tough fights at that division, too. No, he, he he was facing the title. Like, Max Holloway? He won the title, and like he left too soon. Max Holloway for the fucking... He had one fight before he faced the champion, or, you know, for yeah, the Yeah, I'm telling you, it could have been a, a rush up there too fast, yeah. but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but... I don't think 145 is the answer. Oh, my God. Because then at lightweight, his last fights at lightweight before this, Dos Anjos, Eddie Alvarez, and Barbosa. Fucking tough-ass fights. He's had, yeah, a rough couple years. Like I said, I think he needed to take a little bit of time off and then come back and see what the division is like. And because Jim Miller is a beast. Yeah, Jim Miller is a beast. It's going to be a tough fight. Don't get me wrong. But I think he hasn't beat in the stand-up division. I think Miller's jits might be better, but I don't think it's good enough to submit Perez and keep him from standing up again. I think uh, I think Miller's wrestling is better, but I don't know if he uses it against Perez. He's more of a brawler. Yeah. And Perez's striking, I think, is better. More technical. More technical and... I know people don't like using MMA math. I do to somewhat because I've, I don't know that that what else are we supposed to go off by? You get me? Like I know MMA math doesn't work to some extent. Like oh well, this guy beat that guy, so he should beat that guy, and then it doesn't wind up happening. I get it. I go off by skill set that I've seen in previous fights, and that's how I do my MMA math. So I've seen Miller go against Lozon. And Cholozan. yeah, and they they go back and forth in close fights, and Miller's taken all of them, I believe. If it hasn't been three, it's been two that he's taken. Yeah, Bettis has gone in there and murked Lozan, and I know Lozan isn't a striker necessarily; he's more of a brawler, and a he's a jujitsu guy. His his main thing is jujitsu, but he'll brawl with you in the stand up. So he'll stand up, and I know that's why Bettis put him out. Miller isn't as good as jujitsu guy as Lozan. And he will stand as you as well. And I think he has similar striking. A little bit better than than Lozan. But nowhere near as good as Perez. And Perez needs to implement that, I think. Uses distance really well. Mix in combos. And I think he can get a knockout in this one. And I think he can as well submit him. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get old Miller in the submission. He's yeah. he's a tough son of a bitch. He does have the most wins in the division. Who? Miller. Miller? Yeah. He's been there a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because are you counting Pettis' WEC wins? No. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Even with that? Yeah. I used to follow this guy in the WEC, Pettis. He's got something like 26, 27 wins in the division. Yeah, he is 20. Yeah, he's got so many more fights than Pettis. What the fuck am I talking about? Should be a good one either way. Fighting out of Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big Pettis fan. Maybe the fact because he fights so close to Chicago. Yeah. And we don't have a ton of fighters from Chicago. Right up 9094. Yeah, shout outs to CM Punk. <laughs> People hate me for that. But look, dude, the reason I like him is because it's the WWE connection is there. That's the only reason. I don't think he's a super skilled fighter. I don't think he's a super technical fighter. I don't necessarily think he's going to win. I want him to win, but it's because the WWE connection is there. I is love WWE. Out? This is Full Hill Podcast. I love UFC, so fuck it. I Does love... he get another fight or no? He, I think he's in the Contenders series. 
which is a UFC thing run by Dana White, yeah. commentated by Snoop Dogg on the UFC Fight Pass, I, <laughs> I believe. Oh, shit. If I'm not mistaken. Shout out Snoop Dogg. And I think if they win, they get a shot to go into the UFC, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I, I usually just stick to fight cards. I listen to other podcasts to keep up with just their thoughts on what's going on in like fight shows. I don't necessarily watch them. I'll listen to them talk about the fight, the ultimate fighter. I I don't watch it and I don't watch stuff like this. I maybe I should, but I got my hands full with like Bellator cards, especially these days. UFC cards, boxing fights. Yeah. Uh and then wrestling, I I watch a lot of wrestling too and I try to keep up with that. I'm going to watch SmackDown later on tonight. And international fighters. Yeah, John Cena should come back tonight. And a little sidetrack. Is he married now? Yeah, he's married. Uh, I don't know actually. But he's coming back and their name they're saying he's a free agent. This is bullshit. He was drafted to SmackDown and so, how can he just come back as a free agent? I'll touch more on this on uh, He can do whatever Vince can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I know, but I'll touch more <laughs> on this on uh on a you on a full heel pod, yeah, on a full heel podcast WWE edition. This is more UFC talk breaking down the SmackDown's on Tuesdays card. now? It was always Thursdays. Nope, they moved it live to <laughs> What? To, to well it, it makes sense. Smack uh Raw SmackDown right after each other. Yeah. I think it might be better for them. It makes too. Your travel too. Yeah. So I have Brown and Bettis so far. I hope Bettis wins. I'm rooting for Bettis and I think he's gonna win. If I had a pick, I would pick Bettis. Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna piggyback on that. I'm gonna agree. Brown as well. He's been he had a lot of success at this uh, at this division. Pettis. Oh yeah, I think Brown because I don't. This guy is a completely unknown. I, I mean, like you said, he's got a lot of other and a lot of random promotions. Yeah, this is just like some seasoned guy that he can just beat up on. Yeah, and for Pettis, I don't think it's um it's necessarily a gimme fight. It's a fight he should win, and it's a fight he should get back on track to. But I don't necessarily think it's a gimme fight as much know. as the Brown fight is. The Brown one is a pretty big gimme fight. Unless this guy comes in and just rocks the shit yeah, out of Brown. Jim Miller can go. But that would be just uh, that would just be showing how much this guy's skill has deteriorated or how much hype we had behind them. But he was putting people out, man. I don't know. He did put people out like Alistair Overeem. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we'll see what goes on with that one. But um, I got Pettis in that fight. And then Speaking of Alistair Overeem. Is that the next fight? Yeah. Overeem versus Verdum. Three in the UFC for the first time, right? Because before they fought in some other shit. They fought in Pride and they fought in Strike Force. I think it was the World Heavyweight Grand Prix Tournament, if I'm not mistaken. The awesomest. That's not even a word. The best fucking. It might not have even been the best, but. They split for it the time that I was watching MMA, because I wasn't around for the Pride era, I have gone back and seen a lot of shit. But this was a tournament that they held in Strike Force. It had all the great, it had all the best heavyweights. Fedor was in it. Verdun was in it. Josh Barnett was in it. Cor- uh, Cormier won it. Um, did I say Overeem? Yeah. Um, Karatinov was in it. We had some of the best heavyweights in this tournament. Fedor got, was it? When Verdun beat him? Is that when Verdun beat him? No, I think Verdun beat him, and then then the tournament started. Or was it the tournament that started? No, I think he lost to Antonio Bigfoot Silva in the tournament. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I think he had lost just in a regular pay-per-view. 
Yeah. Shout out to Fedor. I hope he retires, man. But he wants to keep fighting. He can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. But I wish he would retire or have stayed retired. But he's, in my opinion, still the greatest heavyweight. Kane's right there, though. Neck and neck. But we'll see. Hopefully he retires. Who are we talking about? Overeem. Overeem won that fight, right, in Strike Force. Against uh, Verdum? Yeah, the second Dude, he fight. ragdolled the shit out of him. If I'm not mistaken, he beat the fuck out of him, TKO. Yeah. Verdum won the first one, though. Yeah, that Verdum was a long submitted time him. ago. That was 2006. Here's the thing. Um, Overeem used to fight at light heavyweight, and he was long and lanky, and he was getting his ass beat by people that were stronger than him just because he, was, he, was, he wasn't making the weight right. He right. was... Malnutrition because he was a big guy. He wasn't that. That wasn't his weight. He was famished. Yeah, so he put on a lot of weight, and then he moved up to heavyweight. But I think it was in his transition, or it wasn't a tournament, because Pride used to. I, I should go back and investigate that myself. Sorry, guys. I've been having to do a lot more research now that I'm actually recording the podcast and not just a fan of the stuff. But if it wasn't a tournament, uh, all weight tournament, like everyone fights everyone. Yeah. It was it was in the transition era of Overeem moving up in weight to heavyweight, and he wasn't he hadn't made his weight yet. He was still the skinny Overeem. Yeah, I think he had just made the limit, or it's when he decided to bulk up. I think he might have decided to bulk up at a certain point at heavyweight. Yeah, <clears throat> but nonetheless, Verdum caught him in an Americana. Yeah, it was by submission. Yeah, or was it a no? It was a Kimura. Americana's the one over his shoulder. I think this was a Kimura. What was it, Frankie? I think it was Kimura. I I have the stats in my face and I'm over here asking you what it what, what it is. But I mean Overeem looks really good as of late. His one loss was, you know, to, to the champ to Miocic. It was a Kimura in the second round. Pride Pride FC total in 2006. Total elimination absolute. Yeah, in 2006. It's a fucking while ago. Yeah, so Verdum, Verdum took that one by Kimora. And let me see. He won by decision. It wasn't a knockout. Sorry, guys. My bad. It was uh, Overeem versus Verdum. Strike force. I think I, I could have sworn that was part of the tournament. It doesn't say it there. But I could have sworn that was part of the tournament. He probably just beat the fuck out of him anyway. Five years later. And then here we are again six years later. Yep. I think Overeem comes on top. Yeah, he's been looking real good. Again, he's just... Most recent loss was two fights ago to Stipe. And then before that, he beat mm-hmm. Arlovsky. He yeah. beat Junior. Even even though Verdum's striking has improved a ton from the first to the even the second time they fought. The second time, he had no striking. So his his move was to try to lure Overeem in and get him to go in. And Overeem was like, fuck that. So he just tossed him around a bunch and oh, beat shit. the fuck out of him. <laughs> So, I, if he does that same thing, he's going to get beat. Yeah. And I don't think his striking has improved to the point where he can beat Overeem in a striking battle. And Overeem's not getting submitted. I think he learned his lesson the first time in Pride. Yeah. He can get caught, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he will. And I think he ekes out a decision again. If he doesn't get the knockout, he ekes out the decision. Yeah. The times he has lost has been KOs. I don't think Verdum runs in on him like he did to Miocic. And if he does, night-night. Yeah. Hell yeah. Those knees like he got to Mark Hunt. Yeah. If Verdum wants a striking battle, 
he he can stand up with him, but he can stand up with him, but he needs to push him against the cage and work that uh work that same game he did against Oh, fuck, man! If he tries that, I I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm thinking if he tries that same game that he did against. That's another good point. Though. Against uh, Velasquez, if he starts clinching up with this guy and starts pressuring him against the cage, this guy has nasty fucking knees and he's got that Muay Thai clinch and he's not gonna take that shit. <laughs> no. And then he's been he's like controlled the the octagon against Mark Hunt that helped him out a lot too. Verdum, Verdum has to look for the takedown and look for the submission. That's his move. That's what he's most good at. <laughs> That's how he beat him. That's how he beat him the first time, and the second time he was trying to lure him there, and he couldn't get him. But Long. you can't lure people into, hey, come on. Come and grapple with me. It's not going to work. Sorry. Overeem is so much better now, though. Yeah, especially when you tap him out the first time. He's not going to let it happen the second time. I think I got Overeem. I think, and yeah, I got Overeem because I don't think he's going to go down to the floor and any grapple exchange is going to be won by Overeem just because I think his takedown defense is too good and and Verdum's takedown uh, attack isn't as good as this guy's defense is. Yeah. And good luck clinching up with this guy. If you want to clinch up and miss or if you want to go for a takedown and get stuffed and then eat some fucking knees to the stomach, which I see happening if this guy tries to take him down to the floor. He wants I, to fight I see Stipe an easy again. night. He could get the knockout, but I don't think it happens that way. I think it goes to decision. I think he gets peppered up and tries to lure him in again into the submission game, and I don't think he plays the game. Nope. I He's think Overeem's too smart, and he plays the stand-up and doesn't get taken down and doesn't get submitted. Overeem, split decision. He's got bigger fish to fry. He wants to fight Stipe again. Yeah. Uh, Blades versus... What's that guy's name? <laughs> I don't know. Some Turkish thing? Or no, he's Polish. Uh, Omelnchuk? Daniel. I don't want to. I butchered it already. Omelnchuk? Omelnchuk. Ah, shit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not Russian. I apologize. He's Polish. I'm not Polish. <laughs> sorry for the mispronunciation, but I'll just go by Daniel. His nickname is the Polish Bear. Okay. The Polish Bear versus. Curtis Blades. Have you seen Curtis Blades? I saw just his, uh, some uh, quick highlights of his last fight. Where he was slamming the shit out of the like out a, of some guy? <laughs> yeah, apparently this guy... Oh, my God. He like fucked him up, dude. Yeah. yeah, he ragged all the fuck out of him. He's fighting out of Chicago, apparently. Yeah. I think I remember I, I became a big fan after I saw his... Well, after I noticed he was from Chicago. And definitely after he ragged all the shit out of that dude. Oh, all six of his wins by knockout, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's got seven fights, doesn't he? He's got eight. Eight? Yeah. Okay. It looks like one was a loss and one oh, yeah. was a no contest. Okay. I'm not sure about the no contest, but he... So, he's knocked out six. He's been knocked out once, and mm-hmm. then the other one was a no contest. I'm not sure how many takedowns he had. I don't know if this, this shit gives me the stats. I didn't look it up. But he had a... I'll give you my my stat on how many takedowns he had. It was a fuck ton. That's my stat. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had a fu- he was ragdolling this guy and tossing him around like nothing, and then he beat the shit out of him, and he fucked up this guy's knee like in one of the takedowns or one of the grapple exchanges, like where he folded it the wrong way, he bent it the wrong way, and eventually they had to stop it because he couldn't stand on it. But that might have contributed to a lot of the slams. Oh my god! But he did that like he he's the one that fucked up this guy's knee, so why not take advantage of it, right? He got the performance of the night, I think, for that. 
I thought they were getting on, on, on some marijuana shit. I thought they were trying to, like, reverse it. I didn't really look into it. I, I see it's still up there as a win. Maybe they haven't updated on SureDog. Oh, wait a second. Nope, that's what the no contest is for. The no contest. How long ago was it? This was in, this was his last fight. This last one in February where he beat uh, Milstead. After, okay, yeah, SureDog hasn't updated it then. Yeah. Blades won the fight via TKO after Milstead sustained a knee injury, like you just said. Subsequently, the result was changed to a no contest after Blades tested positive for marijuana. Yeah, this, this SureDog doesn't update their shit, I guess. Damn. I knew I knew I read something about Curtis Blades had tested positive for marijuana. They still have it up there as a win, but yeah, they did change it to a no contest, so that's bullshit, though. How did... <laughs> Happy 4th of July. Yeah, I, I totally forgot. Shoutouts to the fucking the United States of America. America. Fuck yeah. Did <laughs> you guys hear that? It's some dude's going off right now. Chicago don't know how to be quiet. Yeah, it's like one. It's one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, it's one thirty in the afternoon. You can't going see off. that. You're just making yeah. noise at this point. Yep, they're just making the noise. You guys are probably hearing it all yeah. crazy. Bong rips for blades. Yeah, bong rips for blades, dude. Yeah, right? Oh, we got to keep these. We, I got a hometown hero. I got a hashtag that I'm going write, to write it down real quick. <laughs> what is it? No contest after Blades tested positive for THC. Um, that's bong rips for Blades and bong rips for, for Gasolum. <laughs> Let's get these hashtags going, dude. We got to get these bong rips in for these guys. These guys are getting, they're testing positive on some bullshit and then they're getting their wins. It's a no contest and they're getting suspended and... If they keep doing it, it's going to be a possible suspension. No, well, it is a suspension. Now, I mean, like, they will eventually get fired and they won't ever or banned. I mean, the soundboard, man. This it, is bullshit. It, it's a plant, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, I need to. So, I, you got Blades then? Yeah, I got Blades. He just beat the fuck out of the other dude. And he's a huge guy. His I haven't seen a lot. Fights. But he's knocked out a lot of people. So. 26 years old. This guy's yeah. my age. And he's from Chicago. So, let's go, Blades. I don't know the other guy. Yeah, some Polish guy. I'm sorry, I don't want to... Daniel, the Polish bear. The, the Polish bear. He's got 28 total fights. 19 wins. He's got one no contest as well. I don't know how many he's got in the UFC. And then... That brings us to our co-main event, right? Uh, Dude, they're yes. putting blades up there high. Even with a no contest, that's how good his fight was. Frankie, think about it. When have you heard of Blades? <laughs> yeah. They put it, him right before the co-main event. Yeah. His last two fights were impressive. The one before this uh, no contest was the performance of the night. Fucked up some dude named Cody East. <laughs> no, he, he's a big natural heavyweight. Like, he he's fat. Oh, yeah. He has a little bit of fat. Like, he's not a fat, fat guy, but he has a little bit of fat on him. Like, he can tone up. And his he's already heavy. Blades. That just sounds badass. And yeah, his his last name is Blades with a Y in there, but it's still badass. Can we talk about before we go on to the co-main event? I was excited for this fight. That's not gonna happen. The Cowboy, oh, so, yeah, Cowboy versus Lawler. It's already been postponed once. I thought because uh, Robbie wanted some extra time after he lost his championship. Well, yeah, that's that's what had happened. So pretty much it had been announced, and Robbie's like, "Hey, hey, yo, what the fuck? I need some time." But I think it. It was due to the fact that the gym where he was training at was going through some personal shit or like through some through some shit where they were dividing up and they were figuring out what they were going to do. And I think he's training now with Henry Hoost. 
Hoost. And like some of the Black Zillion guys. If I'm not mistaken. Or he might have moved from there. Because of all the drama. I'm not sure. I'm not all up to date. But around that time his gym was going through some shit. He had just lost. He needed some time off. Yeah. And he's like, yo, 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 you guys announced this without, he's like, I'm game. He's like, but I need some time. He's like, I'm always down to fight. He's like, but you guys didn't come at me with this one right away and just announced that I need some time. So it was announced for 213, but it got postponed. Because until 214 later on in the month, because Cowboys got a staph infection and a groin injury, apparently. The groin injury I'm just reading about now. Yeah, I heard some kind of injury. I thought it was a rib. That's why I didn't mention it, but you might be right. That's why I didn't say anything. I just knew it was a blood infection, a staph infection. Yeah, that's fucking serious. Yeah, so he's it's postponed till the end of the month, till I think the 29th is 2-14. But uh, he's on 2-14, he's on that card, which just got super stacked with these additions. I think Maya and Woodley is on that one for the belt. Yeah. Uh, Jones, Cormier. Yeah. So that card's going to be sick as well. It is. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. Subscribe to the Full Heel Podcast if you want to get our live reactions. And if you want to watch them live reactions, we're on YouTube doing them, and then the audio comes out. Try to get it out that same night, if not the day after, or something like that. But, yeah, that sucks that that fight had to be moved off of 213, but it, it's good that it wasn't canceled, in my opinion. No, yeah, so look for that July 29th. And then we have Romero versus... Whitaker, soldier of God, yes. You know, fucking she says this is the Reaper. Don't forget, gay Jesus. <laughs> no, we have the soldier of God versus Whitaker. The soldier of God is forty years old. I'll just start with that. He's old as fuck, dude. And he's... a lot of people say he's on shit because you shouldn't be able to fight like that <laughs> at that age. Dude, he's he looks like he's made out of freaking marble. Now he's also. A fucking wrestling world champion, if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah, Olympic silver medalist. medalist for Cuba. Now he, which is really shocking to me, because all the fights I've ever seen him. Granted, I'm fairly relatively new to you know MMA, a couple years, but he's always standing up and just sticking to that, and he can hold his own. Well, yeah, he has ten KOs, <laughs> but he never uses his wrestling. I think if he uses his wrestling against Whitaker, this could be something. Well, yeah, so here that that that's a thing. How um how good is uh Whitaker's takedown defense because so here's the thing they they've both fought uh Jacare Sosa. They've both fought him. And it was two different fights. So not from not from Sosa, but from the, his opponents. So Whitaker, well, I think they both try to implement their same style, but they, they're both different skill levels at what they were trying to do. So Whitaker decided to stay on the outside and work his fast hands and land land shots. Land shots till he landed the big one. Oh, open open up Jacare and work to take down defense. Not expose himself with big shots so Jacare couldn't easily bring him down to the floor because... Jacare is not a wrestler. He's a jiu-jitsu practitioner with incredible control and incredible submissions. So that's his thing. He's not a takedown guy. He's not going to get you. He might get you in a double leg. He's worked on it. Don't get me wrong. But that's not his forte. Yeah. You get me? So Whitaker was able to stop his lousy attempts, lazy attempts at takedowns. 
and was able to pitter-patter him up and get out of there. He was landing one to two shots and escaping. And then finally landing a head kick. (laughs) Yeah, he landed a head kick and wobbled this guy. I think it was a punch that ultimately sat this guy down and he followed him and put him out. Yeah. But Whitaker worked his game plan really, really, really well. He was in, he was out, he was in, he was out, and not exposing himself to the double legs, to the single legs. He wasn't getting caught. At one point, I think he did. They did go to the floor. Jacare got his back, but Whitaker shrugged him off right away. Shit, dude. Whitaker's won seven fights in a row. Yeah, he, I saw. I remember him at 170, and he was cutting too much weight, and people were fucking him up. I guess it might have been faster, and he was depleted. I don't know. But he's doing a lot better. Only a couple of those decisions. Otherwise, TKO, mm-hmm. KO, TKO. He's doing really good at 180. And he's a lot smaller than these guys that he's fighting. Just because he's being faster. And he's got the better striking. And like I said, against Jacare, he's put on a good... He's put on a good takedown defense. Bobby Knuckles. So... The thing is, will he be able to do it against Romero? Yeah. Because Romero is a wrestler and he is a silver medalist that's his thing and he's a freak of nature and like you were saying we have seen glimpses of it like don't get me wrong we have seen him use it but we haven't seen him like heavily rely on it like jacare would have to with his (laughs) with his jujitsu oh my god yeah like damian maya does with his jujitsu those are their skill sets that they they should rely on to win romero's been able to win by tkoing people all TKOs, dude. All TKOs. All TKOs. He got knocked out once. And don't get me wrong. Some of those could be where he where he's got him down on the floor and he elbows the fuck out of him. Some of those have been like that. But he te- he, he tends to stay standing up and work his stand-up from the fights I've seen yeah. in the UFC. Where he should be implementing what he thinks is his best <sighs> technique. And he's not implementing his wrestling. He's using his striking and the times he has been using his wrestling, he dominates. Like, he gets people down nasty. His takedowns are explosive. Let's talk about your, your UFC math here, because both of these guys have beaten your boy, Jacare, mm-hmm. recently, too. They've both done yep. it recently. <sighs> but it was. it looks like it was a split decision for, for, for Romero. Yeah, and see, here's the thing. Whitaker fought... His game plan, his best technique against Jacare. You get me? He implemented his game plan. He imposed himself. He imposed himself. He was in, he was out. He stopped the takedown. Stopped the. He he defended himself really well on the floor when they were. When Jacare was able to get him down. And then. Ultimately, they were up again and he, he, he put him out. He. He used his striking to put him out, knocked him out, and then got him on the floor, TKO'd him. That's what he wanted to do exactly. Now we have Romero. If he would have used the same game plan, it's like, okay, what's my best technique? Not, I'm going to go in striking. Yeah, that that would mirror, that would mirror uh, Whitaker, Whitaker yeah. but he does not have Whitaker striking. In my opinion, what he should have leaned on, and I think he was scared to... Not scared, I think he just respected Jacare's 
submission game to a certain level to where he didn't want to take him down right away and beat the fuck out of him and win by TKO, which I think he could have. Yeah. I think, if I remember right, the first round they were standing. I watched this fight today. I can't believe anybody 40 years of age looks like that. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. This guy is built out of stone. He's cut out of stone. How does he look like that? Holy um, shit. Yeah, man. How does yeah, anyone if, out-wrestle that? If I'm not... No, I, I don't know how it went down, but it went... First round, Jacare. Second round was up in the air, and then the third round... Was it Romero? I think it was Romero. Or, for, ah, dude, I should have paid more attention. I did watch this fight. I watched like four fights, though, to try to keep up with this. It was in the third round. It finished in the third. But it was a split decision. Yeah, it was a split decision. And they gave it to Yol, right? Yep. Yeah, Yol took that one by decision. But... It was a lot closer, and it did go three rounds opposed to the Whitaker one. But what I'm trying to say is Romero should have used his wrestling and not been scared of the submission game. And he should have tried to ground and pound them. He should have tried to use top pressure and open this guy up with some elbows, some ground and pound. Because there were points in the match that I remember. That he was fucking him up with the the ground and pound. Romero was on top at some points. And he wasn't in trouble with the submissions. He's got to stick to his roots. Jacare did try to throw up a triangle, one of them, that was really, really explosive and really, really fast. But that's when they first got down there. And it didn't really... Like, it was impressive how fast it was, but it really wasn't dangerous. It really didn't catch this guy in anything. And other than that, there wasn't anything that really would have put this guy in danger on the floor... I think he did the more damage on the floor, and he was the more imposed person on the floor. Uh, Yol did win, right? Or yep. did Jackery win? No, he won because Romero too himself. Both it man. <laughs> you want to talk about just like the build up, the hype to this fight? Like both of these guys are coming off streaks, man. Romero's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is going for his ninth win in a row. Whitaker's going for his eighth win in a row. This shit is crazy. This is a perfect fight for this, and it, this is interim, no? Because this is isn't Bisping the the champion in this division? Yeah, this is for a belt. This is for the interim is belt. He, he had to. He's injured, right? Or Bisping? No. Uh, yeah, he he, he had, had a leg surgery because um, was the G, the GSP fight was announced, but it wasn't booked, and then G, uh, they're like, "Well, let's do it already." You know all that bullshit where GSP's like, "Well, not necessarily." They were, sorry, sorry, it's not bullshit. After finding out, at the time, we thought it was like, what the fuck? We didn't know why. Yeah. But GSP <laughs> had an eye floater or something where he had to get the doc- a doctor's approval. And it wasn't ready, so he wasn't being able to train fully. Couldn't come back. They were trying to rush it. And then he's like, well, if GSP doesn't want it, I'm going to get my leg fixed anyway. And people were saying he was trying to duck Yol. And then these guys were mad in the division. Luke started saying, like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck would I fight? If I don't know what the hell I'm fighting for, if they're just going to hold up the division, he's like, I might as well move to a, a different division. He's like, can't we just get some clarity in this division? So they kind of, they're like, you know what? Let's put Whitaker versus Yol, the two guys that have been winning. They're on streaks, one and three. The number one and the number three contender, Yol being number one, Whitaker three. Yeah. They're like, let's put on that match. 
for the interim belt, which I think, not, no disrespect to Michael Bisbee, he's a great champion, but this is one of the most important interim belts that they've kind of put Straight on up. in forever. Yeah. Like, this, this holds a lot of weight in this division, this belt. And it's deserved for both guys. Yeah, it's definitely deserved on both ends. So, like we said, they both took out Jacare. Whitaker, more impressively, knocking him out. I think Yol could have done the same if he would have implemented what he's better at. I think he respected this guy's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu game a lot more than he should have. Whitaker didn't. When they were on the floor, he kind of, he's like, this. He's like, I'm just going to relax and I'm going to shrug him off. I'm not going to panic. Yeah, I'm not going to be scared of it. And I'm going to implement my game, which is what happened. So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting. Yeah. It is, fuck. Yeah. It should be a really good one. And Romero coming off of six months. I forgot he got suspended for six months. Yeah, I got Romero. I don't know who you got. I got Romero. Somebody's winning streak is coming to an end for sure. <laughs> no I think Romero's going to be... So here's why I got Romero. If he does what I hope he does. Well, not hope, but if he does what I think he's going to do, he's going to take him down and hold him down, which is what he should do. That's what he should do. And I think he has the wrestling to do it. I don't think Jacare has the takedowns to do it, and that's why he couldn't, and right. that's why this guy was able to stop him. He's a monster. This guy's game is wrestling, and I think he will be able to implement it. I think it's Yol by decision or TKO. So, I mean, I agree with you. And if he does, right, he's a fucking champion wrestler. But what do we say about Rumble? <laughs> yeah. Rumble two times should have just stood up and did what Rumble does. And what did he do? What? Did, why did he? I mean, I don't know. The, this guy, you know what? Romero is coming off of, I mean, they're both coming off win streaks, right? But it's for a reason. You know, this guy's it's good at what, he, is what he's doing right now, despite that. Six months suspension last year mm-hmm. for growth hormone or whatever it was. Yeah, some tainted, tainted supplement. What Someone ha- tainted the tainted tap water. So, speaking of this division, what happens after this? Does they, someone get a rematch immediately? They will fight the. Uh, they will fight Bisbing, whoever comes back, because uh, now Bisbing GSP is scratched, right. and GSP will get the winner of Maya versus Woodley at 170. So, he's moving back to the division that he left. Because of all the criticism towards GSP, GSP's like, fuck, I gotta go back to 170 yeah. instead of fighting at 185. I'll let them figure their shit out. I'll go back to my division, which makes sense to me. Why why jump up to 185? Maybe just because he couldn't make weight, but give him some time to drop some of the muscle he has. Shit. And then get toned up and fin- and like feel good about 170 again in his body type. Yeah. And then fight. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, man. I'm gonna go say that. For whatever reason, Romero just stands up and tries to to knock out another guy, and Whitaker's much cleaner stand up is just gonna come through. Yeah, touch him up. Yeah, and I could see that coming. I could see that going down because look, Whitaker was able to stop this guy and just light him up. And Whitaker does have a lot better striking. That's a thing. If they both come in smart, who's who's better at implementing the game plan yeah. is if. Like I said, he likes using his striking, which I think he in this in this match he's he has to use his wrestling. He's confident in it. I think Romero needs to bring his wrestling to the table, a hundred percent. And I think Whitaker is going to bring his striking to the game a hundred percent. They both have to. It's for the fucking belt. <laughs> and, and that's what kind of worries me about Romero, 
is he he's got that extra dimension he strikes yeah he likes striking he doesn't come in like i'm gonna wrestle the fuck out of you he comes in like i'm gonna strike with this guy and i'm gonna use my wrestling maybe yeah he uses wrestling defense against uh wideman but i don't think that's gonna come into play with whitaker so very interesting co-main event it's yeah it's gonna be interesting i can see it going either way i just hope romero comes in and wrestles him because that's the way he, he he can beat this guy. Unless this guy stops him, like I said, he stops him. He's gonna light him up. If he stops the wrestling, he's lighting him up. All right, yeah. Just to not piggyback and and because it is a really close fight, I'm gonna go with Whitaker. Yeah, it is a close fight. And then I want to see Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles. Let's do it. Shevchenko versus Nunes for the 135 bantamweight. Yeah, women's title. Another interesting fight. Very good. A rematch. There's bad blood here. Yep. 14 and 2 versus 14 and 4. Why do they hate each other so much? Is Shevchenko just. They fought each other already. Right. But did you see the the like the press conference? Where oh they, like, yeah. They like like subtly punched each other. <laughs> yeah. So we I guess we'll get into it. Why they hate each other? I guess we just have to go into their. It started at their first fight. Did Shevchenko get feel robbed. Yeah. So it was just one round that she was really in it. Well, yeah. What happens is I don't know if you saw the fight. I went back and watched the fight today. Um, the first round was really boring. Yeah. I think there was a takedown by Nunez, and I think that's why I gave her the first round. Second round, Nunez took her down and beat the fuck out of her, bloodied her up. And then the third round, Shevchenko opened up on her striking. She knew she had to go for it. Started elbowing her, landed a bunch of knees. The elbows would actually knock down Nunez, and this girl followed her and started working like an Americana, which I, like I, I was telling you earlier, I thought was a mistake. I think she should have made... Nunez get back up because she had taken control of that fight and hurt her. I think her six submission wins in the UFC kind of like, oh, shit, here's my seventh. Not necessarily that she was going for it, but I think she hurts girls and goes for the submission thinking she's going to stop it, and I think that's what she did in this one. I think she should have let her get up and lit her up more, probably gotten the TKO. She was already doing a good job of it. She was doing a really good job of it in the clinch and... In the in just in the landing combos on the outside, she was she was lighting her up, and then when they would clinch up, she was landing knees to the gut, and she even like I said, that elbow put this girl down, and she went for submissions. Fight ended with a very strong third round by Shevchenko, but nothing in the second. Dominated by Nunes yes. in the second, and then in the first, it was kind of Nunes just because of the takedown. That's why I think not only. Well, before it was a, it was a fight, right? This is for the this is a championship fight. Yeah, so, and so that changes things up, and I think five rounds favors Shevchenko. Well, yeah. See, here's the thing. That's why the bad blood's there because Nunes is like, "Fuck you! I beat you. You don't deserve this uh, title shot because I beat you already." And she's like, "Well, I put I was I was whooping your ass in the third, and I did a lot of damage in the third, opposed to the two rounds you won." And she's like, "If we had more time," and she's like, "Well, there wasn't any more time. All right, there was a three round fight and like <laughs> shit like." That. Uh, which is true. Yeah, which is true. And now it's a five-round fight. And Shevchenko's like, watch, watch. And this girl's like, "You're." Sm-. she's pretty much smug, smiling at her, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And at the press conference, they put him face-to-face. And she tapped her on the... She put her fist up and kind of like tapped her. What is it? Is it the, the lioness, right? Yeah. There's a reason why she, they call her that. She yeah. comes out of the gates just ferocious. You can play with her keys all day, Frankie? Ferocious. If she, if she does that again, I mean... She very well stands a good chance of like finishing the fight within the first two rounds. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I watched the fight again, and one of my points, I think she needs to open up 
faster, not wait for Nunes to get tired. I think that was one of the the things that Shevchenko kind of did in the first fight. The first round, nothing. Second round, Nunes took her down, got tired. Third round, she noticed Nunes was tired and took advantage of it and jumped on her. I think she does. She can't wait for Nunes to get tired, and I think she needs to jump on her right away. Can't wait for Nunes to no. take her down, <laughs> beat the fuck out of her like she did in the second round. Especially if you don't have any head movement. Yeah, yeah, head movement. I don't know how long they're gonna they're gonna feel each other out this this first round in the second fight because they've already felt each that other familiarity out. right yeah they're already familiar with each other for three rounds and it wasn't that that long ago so how familiar are they and how long will it take them to open up with each other if Shevchenko opens up like she did that last round that they fought she's taking the fight yeah she's taking it Nunes is going to win by decision if she implements that same game plan and conserves her gas and just uh takes her down beats her up on the floor stays somewhat active i don't think she lands a submission i think she i don't know if she can get a tko oh yeah like she didn't look super dominant like where it was like oh shit this girl's in danger a couple times nah it was like she was landing hits and she was on top and she was controlling but can she get the stoppage on the floor I'm more worried about Shevchenko landing a submission on this girl from the floor than than Nunes stopping the fight on top position. You get me? Or yeah. getting a submission. Shevchenko's got r- really underrated submission game. She does. And she has like six submissions, if I'm not six, mistaken. Six, right. And, and she's a striker. Knockouts. So the thing is, she has better striking, in my opinion, more technical. Not necessarily implements it because we ha- haven't seen it. I think she gets it, man. This is her one, lo- like, yeah. her one recent loss. It's because she's a counter striker, so she waits for shit. She can't wait. She has to open up. She's a better striker than this girl. Damn, she beat Holly Holm. Yeah, she beat Holly Holm with her counter striking. So, yeah, she's like got I two said, losses, two losses. Yeah, and- Shevchenko needs to open up sooner, faster, first, first or halfway at least to the first round. And I think she could put her out. Other way around, I think Nunez needs to pressure her more, work her against the cage, and take her down and watch those submissions. Beat her up on the floor, but watch those submissions because yep. she does have six submissions in the cage. <laughs> and Juliana Pena is no joke. Yep, and she took that armbar. Yep, she took that armbar beautifully. It was beautiful. So we'll we'll see how that one goes. Dude. I want to see her dance with that title on. Have you seen her do that like weird Polish Dude, dance she does? I freak, she's or Russian, Ukrainian? She's Russian? like Russian-Peruvian. Yeah, she, she moved, like her parents moved her from Russia to Peru. But she's but, like from one of those parts of like Russia that's only been a part of Russia for like 25 years, you know? The former like Soviet blocks. You know how like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking Narga, uh Habib, you know how how Habib's Russian, but he's not like Russian, right? He's like, (laughs) yeah, he's from like uh, Kazakhstan, no, Dagestan, Dagestan, yeah, it was similar, but uh, yeah, she's from she's from there, and her parents moved to Peru, Peru, and uh, she's done a bunch of like Latin American dancing shows. I want to see her dance with that title on, so dude, and her other loss before this, so that that explains a lot to me. She so. She lost to Nunez, and that's it, because the other loss before was a doctor stoppage. Yeah. So she probably feels like she could have kept going. Yeah. So Shevchenko's the bullet 
she's a beast she's, versus the lioness. Fourteen and two versus fourteen and four. This is going to be a good fight. They've already put it on once, and it went to decision. It's the reason why it's the main event, folks. Yep. So it's the main event for the one thirty-five pound belt. I'm I got Shevchenko. I'm gonna follow. Yeah, Shevchenko. Yeah. She's she's coming in with a vengeance. Yeah. So real yeah. quick again for two thirteen. So we can move on from two thirteen. What the fuck is the rest of the picks? For two thirteen, I think I we have, have all the same picks except I picked Whitaker. Yeah. I have Shevchenko, Romero. Blades, Overeem, Bettis, and Brown for those fights. And we got the same, except I'm going with Whitaker. Whitaker, the Reaper. Yeah. And then um, before we wrap up, we can get into a quick little. We can touch on a quick little MMA news going around. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going, so we could touch on a little. Uh, Cyborg versus Tanya Evinger because Durandami's playing games. Yeah, uh, Durandami, Jermaine. Durandami, the champ, or former champ. She dropped the belt because she, she doesn't want to fight. fight Cyborg. Her excuse is Cyborg is on steroids. Cyborg hasn't tested positive for steroids. She's scared. In a while. Yeah, she's scared. She won the title, and she's like, I'm going to go fight back at 135. Which is bullshit, <laughs> but, you know, can really talk that much shit about her. Yeah, we can. Fuck that shit. stupid bitch, man. She's holding up with the division. She fucked up with the division. After a controversial win to begin with. After all this time, too. Okay. So you drop the belt, and you're going to move a division, and you're like, oh, I don't want to fire her because she's on steroids. So then they're like Cyborg versus... They couldn't find an opponent. And you could have fucking manned up and been like, all right, you know what? I'll do it. Just pay me a little bit more. And then they put in her against Megan Anderson against uh, Cyborg for the strip title of Durandamy. Yep. Because she wasn't going to fight. The women's featherweight. So she didn't vacate it. They stripped her, sorry. The UFC stripped her. And they now they're fighting for the vacant 135 or 145 pound title, featherweight women's title. And it, it was Cyborg versus Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson could not fight due to personal issues. This is just from what I heard. It's all rumors. It's either she is pregnant or... I think it's bullshit. I think they said Usada, but I don't think she's on steroids. Naturally, she's a big girl. But there are steroids that help out with other things, and I'm not accusing anyone of steroids. So I think I think she just might be pregnant. Yep, and it just happened. June 27th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think she just got pregnant. That's what it might be. She's had personal issues, so let's respect that. I don't think people should jump to... St- fucking people are assholes. I shouldn't have even brought it up myself. I apologize to Megan for even implementing or implicating her name in any th- accusations of that. It's all bullshit. Like, there's n- nothing come out of that. People have just come out and said it just because they want to. She said personal issues, and I think people should respect that and shouldn't pry into her personal life. If she wants to tell people, she should. But whatever. Now we have Tanya Avenger versus yep. Cyborg. Avenger. Called up from Invicta, 135. Yep. Invicta, bantamweight champion. Mm-hmm. And she gets it basically on a little bit, or just under, or just over a month's notice. What do you think? Four weeks to prepare? Is that enough? Uh, for someone like Cyborg? For Cyborg, no. So Cyborg's got this, right? Yeah, sorry, my mic just hit me in the face. Yeah, Cyborg got this. She's going to claim the the throne, her rightful throne. That is her throne. Uh, I would love to have seen her fight Durandami for the belt, which is what should have happened. What a bitch. She should have stepped up after Megan dropped out, but whatever. I'm pretty sure the UFC didn't want to deal with that bullshit anymore after stripping her. So now it's this one. Now it's. I, I think it's just going to be 
Cyborg claiming her throne at 145, which is good because now we can move on from this whole fucking shit and hopefully we can get a ranking system going and we can get some girls into this division because I think it's a division that can be marketable because all we have to do is look, this is going to seem really sexist (laughs) but sex sells, alright if we can find a lot of not a lot, but if we can find some pretty girls at 145 that want to fight it's going to sell the division and I know I sound like an asshole saying it to the women not necessarily to the men. Not even that. I think you can. We can just any anybody can just respect dominance, right? So a lot of it was UFC getting really good at pushing people and like marketing, and but like Ronda Rousey won what nine ten fights in a row. I think she won eight. Dude, like almost all right. That's that's what uh jo- Joanna is like. No, she, to, I right? think she won a lot more. Sorry, she won a lot more. I think until she won the UFC title. I think that shit eight. is impressive. Like anybody can respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it also leads to a lot of people just jumping on, right? But at the same time, like that's. Nine, ten fights in a row, sometimes all within like 30 seconds of the first round. Yeah. She's, she dominated. If we can get someone like that, well, Cyborg does that. Cyborg has the potential to do that. She's never been in the division. They never made a division for her because she couldn't make 135, and Ronda never wanted to fight her. So if you open up this division and have girls that actually want to fight her, maybe girls that necessarily were bigger that knew they couldn't make 135, they're like, dude, I can't even make 135, and there's no 145 in the UFC. Why would I fight? Now there is. It's a champion's responsibility to fight all challengers. Yeah, and their enemies like fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, so we'll we'll have the rifle champion and hopefully, like I said, this will all get sorted out and we can hopefully get a good one forty five women's division. Again, like I said, get some pretty girls in there that are talented at fighting as well. They got a good skill set and we got a division, boys. Um, R.I.P. Tim Haig. He died in a boxing match. Well, at a like after a boxing match, I think he left on his own feet. But he got knocked out. Yeah, I think like after hitting his brain on the or head on the floor, I think he had lacerations on his brain or whatever you say. I don't know. Like I said, R.I.P. It it's was sad. a nasty knockout. He's just trying to make money f- to support his family and this happened so like i said r.i.p suffered a brain hemorrhage yeah on a more positive note matt hughes i think opened his eyes and i think is responsive to some extent yeah i don't know if he's speaking yet but involved in an accident with his pickup in a train scary shit yeah so hopefully he's all right former champion matt hughes yeah it seems like he's getting better so we'll see he's responsive now which is news to me which is good to hear yeah did you you didn't see the last Sunday fight, right? There was a fight card on Sunday, Chiesa versus Lee. I just saw what you showed me. Yeah, I the put on the controversial, the controversial. Win there. Yeah, so Lee was beating the fuck out of this guy. They went to the floor. Lee got his back, sunk in a choke. Was beating the fuck out of him. Well, before he sunk in the choke, he was beating the fuck out of him. Landed an elbow, cut him open. Chiesa was bleeding from the top of the dome yeah, piece. He sunk in a choke that Chiesa fought off, but he just adjusted it and. Sunk it in tighter, which seemed like it. And then Chiesa kind of like stiffened up to some extent. He says he was flexing his neck muscles to try to fight it off. But Yamasaki ran in before this guy tapped or went out. He called it. And it's controversial. Yeah, he called it himself. What do you think about that, Frankie? I want to get your call before it I was, I think, it. no, I mean, there was, you told me that like he seized up, right? Or, he te- or there was a moment where like you can, I didn't see it. 
I mean, granted, I saw it three, four times quickly, but I didn't see any reason to stop that fight. Like, he even, his immediate reaction, even when, like, somebody is, like, they'll stay down, right? Or they'll look kind of dazed or they'll gather themselves. He was immediately up. Like, yo, what just happened? Like, yeah. It, it was going down possibly, like you said, like maybe a couple more. Like if with the hold a little bit more added pressure, he was done. But mm-hmm. they didn't even give him a chance to defend himself. So here's what I think. I think he was done. No question about it. He was going to get choked out. Yamasaki made the mistake in stopping it only because... People, to some extent, aren't educated 100% on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So they'd rather see someone go out than understand that Michael Chiesa had nothing after that. It was over. There was no defense to that. Yeah. He's not Superman. He's not going to flex <laughs> his neck muscles and cause this guy's arms to not put his carotid arteries. Realistically. So much pressure that's going to put him out to sleep, all right? To some extent, it was going to happen, but guess what? I think Kevin Lee had a lot more energy than Chiesa had neck muscle power. So, yeah, it was I a correct easily, stoppage. And easily. again, I in the rule book it says when you're not defending yourself intelligently, he wasn't fighting the hands anymore, Frankie. He wasn't fighting the triangle hold. And no. there was no rolling. He had his back. There was no rolling. And like I said, if you're educated on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know it was over. So you can understand and you're not mad at the stoppage. If you don't take Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and you've never taken it and you don't understand it, you want to see him go to sleep. <laughs> I understand. Uh, but there was nothing Chiesa was going to do to win that. He stopped fighting the hands and he wasn't fighting the feet. So he was right. I I'm not mad at it. You can understand and I can ways. understand hundred percent why he did it. Chiesa was Chiesa was done. If he would have let him go to sleep, I'd be hundred percent fine with that too. But people want to see people go to sleep. People want to see people get knocked out. <laughs> go limp and yeah, shit. But I think I think the fight game needs to be understood more and I think he did the the right thing. Yeah. Chiesa lost. It's a fight. Why get more damage? Even though that wasn't going to cause more damage. Don't get me wrong. I know it wasn't going to cause more damage. But it was over. Yeah. It was over. He was no. He had no defense. Yeah. And then uh, Hendricks missed weight again. Same card. And then lost. Yeah, and then got his ass beat by Bosch. It's uh, a slide Tim, for him. Yeah, the Barbarian is... Like, that's his... Like, he's naturally around that weight. And... Hendricks isn't naturally 185. Andy missed weight. I don't know what the hell's going on. He came in out of shape. He's a smaller guy, but he weighed more, a lot more, and he missed the weight limit. That's really, really bad. Yeah. So the Barbarian put it on him and uh, stopped him. TKO, doc, uh, not doctor stoppage, uh, referee stoppage. He didn't want to see this guy get beat, beat anymore. <laughs> I understand. Seen enough. Mm, Bellator 180, you watch it? I did not. Is that the uh, Silva Sun in Sun in one? No. Yeah. So I did a fight companion on it. Again, I think I do a, qu- a quick description in the beginning. I think it was a shit show. I was pissed the whole time. Maybe because I couldn't find links. I didn't want to pay the sixty dollars for it. I'm glad I didn't because all the good fights were in the beginning, which oh were free God. on Spike. 
You Gallagher probably... won, which was good, but after that, it was a complete shit show. And um, Mitrione v. Fedor. Me and my cousin were trying to find links. We couldn't find any. We were trying to stream. People were talking shit to us online. <laughs> I, I oh, and I had eaten a bunch too, and I was stuffed, and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I'm like, dude, do you just want to watch the fights and not podcast? And he's like, eh, let's just podcast anyway. Look, I'm sorry for that one. Maybe it's good. I don't know. I haven't listened back to it. He was bloated. Yeah, shit I happens. felt like shit. Couldn't shit find happens. links. People were talking shit. It might be good. It might be a good episode. I need to go back and listen to it. I put it out there. It's out there. But that might have contributed to me thinking it was a complete shit show. And Fedor lost, which he is, was. After Mitrion beat the kidney stones. Because I think he should be retired, but he still is one of my favorite fighters. Punches. In the first round. Yeah. So Silva, again, Silva is one of my favorite fighters. Vanderlei, too. <sighs> Let it go, Vanderlei. I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't want to see it. And I watched it anyway. Chael took him down and won, even though he almost got put out twice. <laughs> Vandalay shoved him after the fight. Yeah. He shoved him while walking away. Yeah. <laughs> and then in Unanimous the co-main event, we had Fedor again. Dude, dude, they the it was they both knocked each other on the on the chin. They both hit each other on the chin. They both fell on their butts. But Mitrion got up faster and recovered right away and just started pounding on Fedor. Before Fedor could recover 100%. Fedor didn't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Simply. he put it on him and knocked him out. He landed like three shots on the floor. But the last shot he landed stiffened Fedor. And that was, that was that's all she wrote, boys. That's the way she go, boys. That's <laughs> the so way she goes. Yeah. So maybe it was because of that that contributed again to a shitty night that I thought I was having again I don't know how it sounds let me know drop some comments on that episode it was my last episode constructive criticism yeah constructive criticism not just like oh you're a fat asshole (laughs) we know that yeah I know that already right (laughs) Uh, you you people are fucking funny yeah and then we had Michael Chandler defending against uh, Brad Primus Brad Primus and stoppage in the first round. It was really weird. So Primus, I guess, landed a kick which hit Chandler. Chandler's nerve in the back of the leg. And Chandler was trying to strike with this guy, but his leg kept on like folding in, like almost like a rolled ankle. You know, like this, like just flopping. Yeah, like almost like if you were to twist your ankle, you know, like step on the side of your foot, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And uh, it, it looked like that over and over again, but it was pretty much he had a limp foot from getting kicked in the back of the nerve. Damn. But he was still good. game, and he, he still landed a couple strikes on this guy, even though his striking was greatly affected by that. <laughs> well, dude, you have no leg. You I have no leg so, yeah. to stiffen up or to, sorry, to, to steady yourself when you're stepping in. So doctor stopped it, and it was funny because they were checking him out, and they're like, stand up, stand up so we can check your foot. And one of the guys pulled out the stool from behind him when he stood up. And, he and then he sat back down and he didn't know it and he fell on his ass. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's why they stopped the fight. But right after that, they stopped the fight. And I don't know if it's because they're like, oh, well, he can't stand. But it's because he sat back down and the stool was removed. So Chandler loses his title. He's a badass fighter, but he lost his title at 155 because of it. That's kind of controversial, too. So In the first round, too. Yeah, and then they had Larkin versus Lima. Lima landed a big shot, which I think made Larkin a lot more tentative because it was a five-round fight for the championship. And people said it was boring. I didn't like it too much because it was only pretty much that shot and then everyone played it careful. Five-round Mayweather fight. Yeah, Lima Lima decides to keep... Or not. Lima wins the title. Or he... Not wins. He 
And he still. retains the title. Sorry. And still. And still. So Lima retains his title. And Larkin. I don't know what happens with him. He was he was brought over from UFC, and I thought people thought he was going to beat him. So let's see where he goes from here. Does he drop to one? Was this at 170? Yeah, this was at 170. So let's see where he goes from here. Or was it 185? I'm not sure. This was in New York City, right? Yeah, I think it was at 170. So we'll see what goes on from here because I think McDonald is going to fight for the championship next. Rory? Yeah. This is with, he's only been like what two fights in or one fight into the. This is for uh, second fight. He beat Paul Daly. This will be a second. Oh fight. shit! That's a good win though. He beat Paul Daly. Yeah, he beat up Paul Daly in London. Holy shit! Paul Daly knocks people out. Oh shit! We had Phil Bate. Uh, Phil Bate Bader. We had Phil Davis versus Ryan Bader. Phil Davis lost too. Yeah, I had Ryan. I had Ryan Bader. Go back to the companion. Listen to it. I think I was talking about it. Or the Fight Club. Split decision, huh? Yeah, the, I already had seen Bader win, and I thought more of the same was going to happen, and it did. Bader just won. It was a boring fight. Again, like I said, if you paid for that, I'm sorry. It was a shit show. A little Machida, huh? Lost. Got rear naked choked. Yeah, Gallagher's got some hype behind him. He trains out of uh, Connor's gym. So that was that was the bright spot of the night, but he wasn't even on the pay-per-view. He was on the prelims. Is it the last prelim fight? No. Or he was on the regular card. I don't know what it was, but he was on there. Which he should have been on the pay-per-view. He's the one that delivered. Everyone else didn't deliver on the pay-per-view. So, yeah, that's pretty much everything for Bellator 180. I don't like it. Again, <laughs> go back and listen to my fight club on it. It's the last episode I did on it. On Podbean, iTunes, you or to YouTube. Just call people fat. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so we have Mike Goldberg and Mario Ronaldo. Actually, that's the... That's the awesome thing about that night. And Brandon Schaub was there doing commentary. Well, he was at the desk. But we had Mar Ronald doing commentary. And we had Goldberg doing the beginning half before the pay-per-view of commentary. So I had to go back and listen to Mar Ronaldo because uh, we had it on mute. But I love Mar Ronaldo. He's on NXT now, too. Oh, shit. He moved from SmackDown to NXT. So he's on NXT. He does Showtime Boxing. And now he's doing Bellator. So shout-outs to Mauro Ronaldo. Big fan. All of all things. And Mike Goldberg's there, too, so that's going to be good. And they have Jimmy Schmidt there, so he's good. He's a, like a, another Joe Rogan. Bald. Trains <laughs> MMA. <laughs> he's not a comedian, but he's he's good. He, he he was working well with these guys. So that's a plus for these guys. I Look, they have – Bellatar has some good things. I think they just need to put the places in different – order to make it work better not necessarily the common thing team but their fights maybe put on a couple tournaments here and there expose some more of their talent in those divisions maybe not a heavyweight tournament but uh i think they had a light heavyweight tournament recently yeah that's where phil davis won expose some other divisions let's get this shit going i like bellator let's get this competition brewing but uh not a good 180 but Goldberg, Mernalo plus Bellatar 180 pay-per-view minus for me. Have you seen Glow? I haven't. I'm going to check it out as soon as we're done with uh, the new season of Shameless. Okay. So if you guys have girlfriends and you guys want to get them into wrestling, There's someone. There's like a movie about it too, no? Or like I think they have a documentary. So I think it was a real thing. I need to check out the documentary. I just started watching the show and then people told me it was a documentary. I think it was an actual documentary on Glow, like gorgeous women. <laughs> The gorgeous, gorgeous ladies, ladies of, of wrestling. wrestling. 
That was a real thing. And is the show about the the actual glow? I don't necessarily. Th- I think they take the same like uh, idea. I don't think it's the same ones. It's just uh, dramatized. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the documentary and see now that I'm on episode eight. So we'll see. I'll talk more on it. Maybe next time that you're on here and you've seen it, we'll talk more on it. But if you guys have girlfriends that want to get into wrestling, uh, just watching with you guys, make them watch Glow. They'll like Glow, and maybe they'll jump over to wrestling with you guys. So, I don't know why I brought that up on a UFC thing. I just put down Glow, but yeah, watch Glow. All things um, combat sports here. Yep. Uh, Kish shit her pants against Felice <laughs> Herring. And then Johnny Hendricks and uh, the Barbarian had a fight in it, and then the main event happened. What is it. behind? Is there any science behind her shitting her pants? Did she just get her ass beat so bad she just <sighs> released her bowels? Oh, you, so she, you didn't see this, right? So she was put in a choke, and she almost got choked out. Oh, so that was part of the thing too. Probably like okay. I Kevin see. Lee's like, or Chies uh, was like, "You gave her a shot. What the fuck?" She was <laughs> complaining about that, and uh, so she was given a shot, but it was the the choke was applied different. <laughs> and she just and uh, she she fought out of it, man. got out of it, and then shit her pants, and then. They rolled around in it. I don't know if she was sick and shit her pants. I don't know if she almost died and shit her pants. But she shit her pants and they rolled around in it and she painted the... She painted the, the mat. Canvas. Yeah, she she touched up the mat. You know how you paint with like a brush and you just touch it and then leave it and then move on? You guys best believe that if somebody shits their pants, you're going to hear about it here. Oh, yeah. Whether it be a marathon runner in the octagon, you're going to hear about it. Oh, dude. She defecated her pants and she <laughs> touched up the mat. We're real mature here. I don't know what happened to the. Like, I don't know if they covered it up. I don't know if they cleaned it up. But you Why can't clean up. Talking about this, you can't clean up shit like that. I don't <laughs> care what you do. You got to replace the mat. Yeah, man. you got to replace the mat, brother. Get somebody in there with some fucking oxyclean. Yeah, I'm not fighting on a <laughs> shitted mat. Chlorine, some bleach. But if the referee would have found out, how do you not find out as a referee? Like, you smell shit. Don't you be like, hey, did one of you guys shit yourself? Yeah, can we please stop this? No, the fight is stopped. Whoever defecated <laughs> themselves cannot continue. The fight has to be stopped. That's what I'm saying. Can we not get the rest to be like, hey, please. you're not shitting on the mat. Who shit themselves? <laughs> I smell it. Please. <laughs> oh, my God. This is too much right now. <laughs> like, if I'm the other fighter, look, Frankie, if I'm fighting you and you shit your pants and this is a professional yeah, fight. Yeah, please. I don't I'm want that t- near me. I'm snitching. I don't care how many stitches I'm getting. I'm telling him, Frankie shit himself. Stop the fight. Stop this fucking yeah. fight. He's done. I don't want. I don't want his shit to get on the mat or me. Most definitely not me. I, this is just coming up on my feed right now, and I bring it up to you. But do you know who D'Angelo Williams is? Isn't he a football player retired into a WWE? Yeah, apparently he's or a not really WWE. good wrestler. He is a. Sorry, he is a... I'm not sure what he's affiliated with. TNA. But apparently he's a really good wrestler. I think he just had his first match. I read like a quick article on it, a quick blurb. I'll get more into it just because I don't watch TNA that much, but I, I'm kind of intrigued by it because he's a Shout football player. Shout out to D'Angelo for doing his thing. Yeah. So, she shit her pants. And <laughs> she, she, she lost anyway, and Felice won. But what the crazy thing is someone offered her like 15 grand for a shit of pants, some weird dude online. It's weird as fuck. Yeah, I would say so. Just a little bit. Yeah, so moving on. Connor wants Khabib in Russia after Floyd. Apparently, that's what Dana said. In Russia? That'd be pretty big for them. I think it'd be a pretty good fight. If fucking Khabib will fucking fight. Can we see Tony versus Khabib first, please? Tony Ferguson? Yeah, make Nate. Okay, here's. Well, let's see. Full heel, brother. Make uh, Connor an 8-3. Make 
Tony Habib and whoever wins between Tony and Habib gets the winner of Nate uh, Nate Connor three. And here's the thing: I think I think Connor wins that fight. You think so? Yeah. Just to put it to bed, right? Because there's still all the controversy. And here's the thing: I think uh, Nate has too much ego. He's gonna try to stand up with him and all the. How long has it been? This guy's been working on the stand-up, nigga. For, yeah, right. He's been prepping for it. Like, it, he, they knew it was inevitable, right? Here we are all just questioning it like fools. But it happened. It's happening. September, what, 16th? Mexican Independence Day? No, it's August. August. Oh, it's before. Because September 16th is the goddamn Triple G Canelo fight. Yeah. <laughs> that so. sham. I don't want to <laughs> talk about that either. So, yeah, so. They had a promo for Triple G, man. What the fuck? Connor's getting all this stand-up in, and it was a close fight. I don't care what anyone says. That last fight they had was a close fight. I know Nate took the first one by submission, but that last one was a close fight, and I did give it to Connor. He did sit him down a couple times, and he wasn't working the jiu-jitsu angle. He was working the stand-up angle, and he got sat down. Go back and watch the fight. So it was an even fight back and forth, I thought, in the stand-up department, and now Connor is getting a ton of stand-up in against professionals, oh. which is what he's needed. I'm not saying Nate isn't, he's gonna and I'm lose not saying he's not improving, right. but I think he beats Nate now that he has the more improved stand-up because Nate isn't necessarily going to work the takedown, and he's not a wrestler, so he has to hurt Connor to get him. Because remember, he hurt Connor. Connor went for the takedown. He took advantage of the Connor being hurt and going for the takedown, submitted him. So we'll <sighs> we'll see. That's just what I want. Connor Nate three, and then we have the the winner of Tony versus Habib face that one because I want to see Habib make weight. I when is s- that supposed to happen? What again, Habib? We don't know. Nothing's it was, for he that. was he didn't make weight, right? Yeah, nothing's booked for that. Or he 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 was hurt, or what was it last time? He didn't make weight. He was and too then, dehydrated. And right? now Ramadan. Oh, that's right, it's Ramadan. He so never he, fights during Ramadan. Yeah, he took off for a while, so now he's back, and we'll see. I don't know. Versus El Cucuy? Yeah, we'll see what happens there. El Cucuy. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it, Frankie. So... It's a, hey, if this is a great time to get into fucking UFC mixed martial arts. It's fucking... It, this month is crazy. Can we just touch upon that real quick before we cut it? This month is crazy. Yeah, so let's let's close up the show. We, we already need, talked about touch on? Ultimate Fighter finale on July 7th. Then July 8th, this Saturday, you can catch us on The Companion, right? For... UFC 213, which is a stacked card, even with a couple fights being rescheduled and moved. To 214, which just got a lot more stacked right, because right. of that. And that's after... Then, then do we, All right, so the week after that, we have this fight between the, the Argentinian guy, uh, Gunnar Nelson's fighting uh, Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio? Am I saying that right? Ponzinibbio? I'm sorry, I'm not the pronunciation. There's some Argent guy, Argentine guy fighting uh, Gunnar Nelson, and then the impressive Cynthia Calvillo... Is fighting Calderwood. Ooh we and that's oh. next week, next Saturday the sixteenth. That's just a week after two thirteen and the ultimate fighter finale. Then the week after that, there's free fights on UFC for the first time ever in Long Island. Weidman versus Gastelum. Oh, that's on thirty two. Hashtag Boston uh, <laughs> Bong hits for Gastelum. Bong hits for Gastelum on Bong the twenty second, yeah, on the twenty second. And Weidman is trying to avoid four losses in a row in his Ooh. home state. Because isn't he from Long Island? But yeah, that's just two weeks from now before finally at the end of the month, UFC 214, which you've all been waiting for. 
the return of John Jones Bones mm-hmm. versus DC for the championship. This shit is crazy. Then we, we just talked about it. Uh, Cyborg is going to fight for the, for, the, for the belt. Tyron Woodley. There's going to be three titles on the line. Yeah. Three titles on the line. Yeah. Tyron Woodley versus Maya. Maya deservedly getting his title shot. And that's before we even get to Jimmy Manuel versus Vulcan Ozdemir. Ozdemir coming off very impressive wins. Manuel being Manuel. And then Lawler versus Cerrone. I'm excited. It's going to be a really good good month of fights. We came off a little bit of just boxing and a little bit of a lull in general in June. But July yeah, well, you is were kind of busy at. with birthdays, family things. July man. is where it's at, y'all. Yeah, so you'll, you'll be a little bit more free. I'll Hell probably yeah. have you on a lot more and Yeah, for I'm companions and breakdowns. This is the type of month you make time for. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks, thanks for coming, Frank. You guys had a great show. Shout out to the rewrites. I haven't had... Toucan on, I'll see. I'll get in contact with him. Yeah, thanks for I'll bringing see when it up. We got a couple shows coming yeah. up. Tuesday, 11th. I personally won't play that show, but we'll be playing. We'll have my stand in there on Tuesday, the 11th at some bar called the Burlington, really far up on the north side. So if you're on the north side of Chicago, go to that. Then we're playing July 18th at Subterranean in Wicker Park. Where we're playing. We've played Subterranean before, but we're playing the main stage there, Subterranean, on July 18th. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. And then sometime soon, hopefully by the end of the summer, uh, this may be one of the first announcements of it, but we're we're going to drop another EP real soon. So look out for that. I'm just getting the mixes sent to me right now as we speak. Yeah. You heard it here first. Shout outs to the rewrites doing big things. Yeah. So we Make got a couple a shows. Check it. Come check yeah. us out. Real quick. Um, you guys had an awesome show Saturday at the Boom Boom. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that is. Boom Boom. And What's if you guys have listened dog? all the way up until here, good. Because I didn't talk shit about it in the beginning. So if you guys made your way all the way to the end, fuck that shit. You are a Latino or a Latina. What is this Latinx, Latinx? <laughs> like, what just, is this shit about? That's just to say both at the same time. I know. I, I don't like that shit. <laughs> Look, because it's I just Latino, right? And it's just, I get it, because Spanish, there's a masculine and a feminine for yeah. everything. So you yeah. can't just use mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I understand. I just... Don't impose it on me. <laughs> like, don't try to impose it on uh, me. I understand and I'll respect you to it, but I don't. If you're gonna make me say it, and you're gonna get mad because I, hey, what's up? That's a Latina, and like, oh, he prefers to be called a, or, or she be calls, she prefers to be called the Latinx. I'll be like, yeah, I don't care. I prefer to say it my way. Like, I respect <laughs> that you feel that way, but I respect that. Uh, respect alone, is what he's saying. Yeah, respect my fucking decision to say it how I want to say it. Like, does it really fucking matter that much? Like, we're the, what I'm saying is these are arguments about nothing. And I understand that there's males that are feminine, and I understand that there's females that are males. And I understand that there's why well, that there's people that feel that they don't fit either one and they need their own thing, but it's just a sign of the times. Yeah, it's a sign of the times and <laughs> I respect it to a certain extent until it's pushed in my face. Because it's it should be a non issue. I'm not bringing it up. And I'm not hating on it. I'm just hating on it when it's thrown in my face. And I just wanted to bring that up. No offense to them. No offense to the rewrites because I know they did their show. But I don't know. That just wasn't my crowd. Thanks for coming. It was it was a weird Yeah, I bet they're all nice night. people. It was but a weird night. That just isn't my crowd, I guess. Check in for the companion this weekend, y'all. It's going to be yeah. a fucking great card. Freaking got all weird because I started talking shit about people that paid him money no not even it's just cash I, money i didn't 
I wasn't, it wasn't the best show for me either. So <laughs> I, I just felt weird. <laughs> like there was like rules, like dojo rules, like right away. It was like implemented, like thrown in your face. Like these are the rules. Don't violate them. And I'm like, what the fuck? Rafa was uncomfortable in a safe space. Yes. I was uncomfortable in a safe space because it's he a was... forced safe space. Rafa didn't want to be with the snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yes, to a certain extent. That's, that's a generational true. thing that we can get on in a different podcast. Or yeah. for talk is deep. Talk is deep. Yeah. And talk is deep. See, gets I'm coming up again. with subjects for talk is deep. He needs to listen to this and when take talk notes. Talk is deep gets deep again. Yeah. So, Oof. shout outs to talk is deep. Shout outs to Dead Caesar, Sun Caesar. Don't be mad. Yeah, don't be mad. I love you, even though you smoked without me on Saturday. You <laughs> fucking asshole. I'm gonna remember that for the rest uh, of my life. I'm gonna write it down. Get it laminated. Put it in my wallet. The date. I wish yeah. I had a picture of that. Yeah, man. June was a good month. Thanks yeah. for downloading and peeping the shit, even though yeah. I wasn't on it. Yeah, shout out to all the fans and Keep downloading watching. the feed hits on Keep iTunes. Listening. I see the love. Tell your friends. I see the Podbean. Watch these fights. Hits. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for commenting, showing the love on iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, the Facebook page. Um, definitely hit that subscribe button. Share it. And uh, I love you guys. Peace out. <laughs> Hold your head when the